the block I grew up on, it was like literally full of kids. Um, it was a noisy block. We played baseball in the street. We played relay races. We rode our bikes. Even the other boys on the block um, who, who have been lifelong friends of mine protected the girls on the block. You know, we could ride our bikes and our bicycles and our fathers used to sit on the porches. They all talked a lot of mess across the street from each other, you know. Like my, my friend Arthur uh, would actually scream my sister's name out of his top window um, for her to come and play. And everyone knew what was happening in everybody's houses. And I can still remember like what living rooms looked like and what basements looked like. You only stayed in your house to sleep. <laughs> then you went outside because you wanted to see what everybody was doing, whether they were playing basketball or barbecuing or having a party in the backyard. You know, the community wasn't inside your house. It was definitely about going outside and, and, and greeting your neighbors and seeing what was up for the day. This is Intersections Detroit. Resilience and hustle from the heart of the D. Chapter One, Spirit. Because that's what community is. People watching your rhythm. After the riots, 67, 68, it was all this activism. I was shaped as a human being, as a, as a woman, as, as, a, as, a, as a human, by uh, living here on the east side of Detroit. We're sandwiched in between two very affluent communities. And we were this community of working class people. Even though this block looked like a mouth with a lot of teeth missing in terms of the houses, it was full of people and life and diversity. Denise, Polish girl, and Rayfield Ivanov used to live there. He was a track star. And he used to run and practice running down the street so everybody would put their cars in the back so he could have the whole street to himself. It was support. And then when you walked down the street, you had to say hi to everybody who might be sitting on their porch. And if you didn't, when you got back, your mother said, you didn't say hi. You got to go back down there. Hi. Hi, Jeannie. Uh, I, I can't remember what her name is now, but she would come home, Miss Barksdale. She would walk down the street all proud from her job, and she had a gold tooth, and she was like my shero, because she'd get her beer, sit on the porch with her husband, and cuss him out, and I would be like, yes, yes. And we had uh, Maria, she was Mexican, she lived down there. The little Johns lived across there, they were Native American. Theo, she lived on the other side, she was Italian. I didn't see them as different. They were just who they were. Sadie was my stepmother. She was my father's wife. She would pour stories in my ear and I could see the little movies. There was a mailbox right down there and we would walk down there together to mail the letter. We would mm, doom, doom, to the mailbox and she would open it up and she would say, there's a dragon in there. Put the letter in there and shut it back. And woo! She was just a storyteller. She was a master. All of the old black ladies I grew up were storytellers. And that was why I created the Secret Society of Twisted Storytellers, really. Matter of fact, when Sadie, and it was just before she died, I went across the street to say hello to Mr. Barksdale, and he says, you know, I knew something was wrong because Sadie would come out on that porch every morning. And I saw Billy put her in the car, and I knew something was wrong because that's what community is, people watching your rhythm. 
Every day they see you do what you do. They don't even, they're not surveilling you. It's just the way it smells, the rhythm of life. My name is Satori Shakur and I am a twisted storyteller. And the mission is to connect, heal, and transform community through the art and craft of storyteller. When I think about my ancestry, I uh, think about my parents living between two worlds, the Middle East and West Africa. My family that they passed down to me to understand and believe and respect others by respecting yourself. I'm Adnan Sharara. I'm an artist. I believe in humanity and equality and beauty of this world. Being Arab American, I felt Detroit gave me that connection and also the community around me. And with a large community and in today's political atmosphere gave me a very good sense that I need to represent where I come from. So that inspired me to how can I speak in my art, a language where it could be very inviting to the outsider to see the humanity within me and my culture or any other culture. Because this fear and misunderstanding of cultures or people is really create a very dark side in human. I started to see what Detroit is all about and I felt this is the place I needed to be and I started to see the rich history of Detroit and the beauty so I thought this is a place I can harvest from, I can give, I can take and I'll be understood as I understand them. And, and that make me to be a Detroiter. Thank you. 
A lot of people left Detroit, but they always tend to come back because they come back to their roots, home. My name is Susie. I am the second generation owner of Tamaleria Nuevo Leon in Detroit, Michigan. I love Southwest, I tell you that, and I'm very passionate. This is home and I don't, I don't see myself going nowhere, but here, did my roots here because I was born here. I like when the idea when people come up to me and ask me, what part of Mexico were you born in? And then when I tell them, Detroit, they like look at me like, what? And I say, yeah, not everybody just got here, okay? Southwest has its own love, its own pride, its own communities. And that's what I love about it. You know what? Everybody's gonna bleed red. We're just the same people to accept each other. I'm not better than you. You're not better than me. I, I got friends from everywhere and I, just, and I hug them. I, and I don't care what color you are. I don't care if you're purple or polka dots. If you're my friend, you're my friend. Bonjour. My name is Christy and I live and work in Detroit. I just introduced myself in my native language and I share my name as Gijigat, which means Eagle Day Woman. I was given that name for the work that I've done with native youth over these past 10 years here in Detroit. Anishinaabe philosophy here in Detroit and in this area has a lot to do with connection, I think. Connection with both the land and also each other as a people. So the word Adazokan means sacred spirit of the story, and it's actually referring to a storytelling practice that involves a sacred message that is coming through. So it's both a connection to the land and also our spirits and our ancestors before us to really teach us how we should be living here and also stories of how to repair, you know, damages that have been done through colonialism and just destruction of the earth on really all of our behalf. So just reconnecting and learning those ways to live well together, I think is the key to Anishinaabe philosophy, which is Menobemadzuin, living well.
I grew up here. Like, this is my town, not the concrete, not the grass and not the pictures. The people here, I grew up in this place. The hospital I was born in is a bicycle ride from where I am right now and the school that I went to and all the people that I actually seen come up and some who are not doing so well in life, some who are doing great things in life, some who are not here anymore. This is my town. And these people here are the people that help make me who I am and I love them. These are my folks. So in some respects, when everybody looks at us and puts their nose up or feels like they would never want to touch this place, it makes me love us more and say, you know what, if nobody's going to embrace us and love us enough so we can be everything we can be, here's my hands and my arms. I got a hug for us. If in my heart was already seated to be a servant and I was given a life to experience the things I was experienced, to naturally have a passion for doing things for people. And there's seven billion people in the world with all kinds of lines separating you with nationality and all that kind of stuff. I'm just gonna stay in the place I was born. Because the reality is I could have been born in New York. I could have been born in Jamaica. And for some reason, the creator that I believe in and all of the things that happened that I don't think any of it is a mistake. I was born here. And I have an affinity for some people that are relatively indiscriminate and people, a lot of people don't care about. I do. I care about them. They're mine. They might not have a lot of value to everybody else, but these are my folks. And I feel like if we could just figure it out together, we can do something really special. That could be an example for the entire world Detroit has a large population of people from the African-American community, the African diaspora. I am not blind to the fact that the connection between the people that I feel an affinity for in Detroit and the people that are my family in Jamaica are connected very viscerally by Africa through blood and through slavery. The challenges that are indicative of the communities that you know are in Detroit that I'm a part of, I don't feel like running from that. I feel like running towards that and saying, what can I do? Because I'm a man of this community. I'm a man of this culture. And if I don't do something about it, who else will? So I'm rolling up my sleeves and I'm getting some job, some work done with my lifetime. That's why I do what I do in Detroit. This is because I care. This is because I care about our people. I don't even care if anybody knows it. If I won a lottery tomorrow, I would still be out here trying to do community change work because that's what we need to do. My name's Kirk Mays. I'm a father, a son, a husband, and a man of my community. These are my folks. Here's my hands and my arms. I got a hug for us. Intersections Detroit is produced by LaToya Cross in the D for the Human Atlas and Rethink Audio. The executive producer and sound designer is Sarah Miles. Original music by Brian Eno, Ife Bess, 
and Marcus Elliott. Concept and interviews conducted by Marcus Lyon and his Human Atlas team. That's Camilla Pastorelli and Joe Briggs Price. Support for Intersections and the Human Atlas comes from the Kresge Foundation, working to expand opportunities in America's cities through grant-making and social investing. For more information, go to kresge.org. Special thanks to all iDetroiters, the people of our city. Your resilience, fire, and voice is what makes this work possible. My name is Jessica Caremore. See you back here next week when you follow the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find great stories. Peace.